0: Download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com.
1: Bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, host of Weird Darkness, where I share stories of the paranormal supernatural, legends, lore, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. Recently named one of the best storytellers in podcasting for 2019 by Podcast Business Journal. Whether it's ghosts, cryptids, true crime, or pastas, you'll find it all in Weird Darkness, episodes uploaded seven days a week. Search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app, or listen now at WeirdDarkness.com.
2: the murderous midwife. I'm Jason Horton.
1: I'm Rebecca Lieb.
2: And this is Ghost Town.
1: I love a good poisoning. I love a good murder mystery. I love when a killer uses point. Like I love like the, the toxicology, but today I want to talk about the angel makers of Najirev who were a group of women led by this midwife, Julia Fazekas, who lived in Najirev, Hungary. And between 1914 and 1929, they dosed hundreds of people with arsenic, successfully killing, poisoning to death around 300 people. It's, it's incredible because they didn't get caught within this time. And they were also very famous for this. This town got famous for being a place where you may get poisoned.
2: You have to get pretty close to somebody to poison them too, which mm-hmm. is a it's, it's a it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it is a tough one. Um, but a lot of these people that were killed, as we'll talk about, intimately related to the people that killed them. And then all of those people formed this kind of ring. It's very culty. It's very culty. Wait for it. Fazekas was a middle-aged housewife who arrived in Najirev in 1911. She had a husband, I guess, but he never showed up. He was missing. His name was Julius. So Fazekas, who was born Susanna, took his first name, like a woman's version of his first name, Julia. Anyway, he never showed up. Suspicious? Not at all. (laughs) So that's where we're starting from, this midwife. But the town really didn't pay her much attention in the beginning around the turn of the century, the rural and very traditional Njirev was not a fun place to be someone's wife. If you were a teenage girl in Hungary, your parents would select a husband for you and you would be forced to accept their choice. Divorce was absolutely not an option within this culture, even if your husband was a total piece of shit. I mean, again, we're speaking very generally right now um, and traditionally, which is kind of what Njirev ascribed to. It was encouraged that husbands were kind of pieces of shit sometimes keeping their wives in line through any means necessary not a good scene when world war one happened in 1914 most of the men from najirev were drafted which gave the wives this newfound freedom that they never probably had in their entire lives they could do what they wanted they were head of household they controlled finances um They brought in finances. Again, they got to make decisions for themselves and their family that was pretty much unprecedented. Najirev is also in the Tidza Zug region. I'm sorry, I probably butchered that. But anyway, it was very rural, um, small village, and it was used at that point to house prisoners of war. So these prisoners of war, these young men would come to Najirev get to hang out with the villagers who are all at this point, like young hot wives. And they were these like cool in shape war people, war men, war men, soldiers, soldiers. And they would hang out. And again, many of these married women developed affairs, boyfriends with these prisoners of war while their husbands were off fighting. So during World War I, the placement and ruralness ruralness of Najirev was again, an ideal location for this. All of this started happening. Um, The men were none the wiser out in the front lines until they wanted to come back until the war was over. So they came back to Najirev and wanted things to be the exact way that they were. And they were not happy about their wives affairs. They probably, again, this is a generalization, maybe came home with PTSD, which probably worsened along with, you know, a, a young wife finding freedom and, you know, being in a different place and having different power. And I'm assuming having to...
2: an affair with the enemy, right? If they're prisoners of war. Yeah,
1: totally. Like, like hey, I, So how, how,
2: how was being a POW? He's like, mm-hmm. pretty good. Awesome. These, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, amazing young wives who just like would hang out and their husbands were all gone. It was great. I, mean, I wonder a lot if it of was long... the same
2: way on the other side if, oh. if they got captured. It was like, no.
1: No, these fucking gross... <laughs> like abusive husbands they were like no thanks not for us anyway they came back and they were not happy about all this extraneous sexual stuff happening while, while they were gone um, and also again like not even just the sex stuff I think it was also just these women being able to be in power and, and make decisions for themselves and kind of having to go back or them their husbands trying to fit them back into this place. Not to make any excuses, because what we're about to say is the, the wives started killing the husbands. Not saying that that's acceptable, but I think getting the lay of the land with why this became such a thing in this town is pretty important. So the first mysterious death that happened in ajirov was uh, a rival midwife. <laughs> uh, Fisakis uh, became the lover to her rival midwife's brother. Then one day... This woman, this other midwife, just up and died. The woman's son, the rival midwife's son was convinced that Fazekas was responsible. Unable to prove it, he attempted to shoot her, but he missed. The son received a long prison sentence for the attempted murder, so he's out of the way. She's got her rival competitor out of the way. We're good to go. So Fazekas, after all of this, and going home, scot-free, had another idea. Together with her nurse, Susanna Ola, she began distributing arsenic to women who were having marital troubles. Arsenic was odorless and tasteless and could easily be put in food, drink, medicine, whatever. The poison was extracted from fly papers by boiling and sold at a price that varied according to the wealth of her clients. Sliding scale healthcare, circa 1915? Very progressive. She would convince them, too, that you could not trace arsenic, which is absolutely untrue, but gave the sense of oh, we can completely get away with this. It's no problem. It's easy. It's quick. And we can move on with our lives. Recognizing that unhappy wives were a big market in a gyro, continued to encourage women to kill their husbands. Before long, the arsenic treatment wasn't just for bad husbands. Some of the women went on to poison parents who had become a burden to them or to get a hold of their inheritance. Others poisoned their lovers, some even their sons. As the midwife allegedly told the poisoners, why put up with them? Easy. A woman named Marie Cardos murdered her husband, her lover, and her 23-year-old son. Just before he died, she got him to sing for her. Knowing he was poisoned, she listened to his voice until, in the middle of the song, he clutched his stomach and was soon dead. Giving testimony years later, she found the experience to be, quote, delightful. Maria Varga killed seven members of her family, considering the death of her husband, in particular to be a Christmas present to herself. Between 1914 and 1929, again, 300 people died from poisoning. We don't know exact numbers, really. They could be more, they could be less. Why? Unpunished, but definitely not unnoticed. Even though the unsolved deaths were pretty much ignored by the authorities, Najira was dubbed um, by other people in the area as the murder district because tons of unexplained deaths was the only thing that the tiny village was known for. I mean, you can't deny that. That's pretty public. That's pretty public information. So murders keep happening, and Fizikas began developing this kind of cult-like status among her f- followers, I guess you could say, whose criminality bonded them to her and each other. And of course, authorities didn't want to deal with it, but then they kind of have to. There are a couple ways that the angel makers of Najaira may have been found out. We're going to find out those ways after this break.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Best Fiends. I have to tell you about Best Fiends. It's the game everyone is talking about. I love it because it's the perfect break from true crime research, weird history research, UFO research. It still really challenges my brain because it's a puzzle game and I love solving puzzles but it's a casual game so it doesn't stress me out, which is perfect these days. And lately I've been using it as a fun way to connect with my friends and family while still social distancing like me. I haven't seen my brother in a while, so I've been playing Best Fiends with him, and it's fun to casually compete with him since we can't do it in person. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. Best Fiends does not require internet to play, so you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using your cell data. When I need a break from editing, my go-to is Best Fiends. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take
2: hi hello how are you hi checking in
1: checking in are you okay are you not okay that's okay too yep everything is okay we're going on four months of quarantine here so any answer you give us is an acceptable answer
2: you know why not both you, both. Can, you can be both okay and not okay Many at the same time truth, sometimes throughout the absolutely. day it's hour by hour i'm in a different it's a roller coaster but we wanted to say thank you for listening, and mm-hmm. uh, people sent some nice Apple Podcast reviews
1: mm. and
2: a couple of a couple of bad ones there too. Oh, no, so you gotta,
1: have, you know, again, want to help us out, truth. <laughs>
2: rate and review five stars it's yeah. super it's super helpful very helpful very important we have a new little website that's not, not you know do. if you're already listening it's okay but it's ghosttownpod.com mm-hmm. you can yeah. check it out if you want to and we'll have a new bonus episode should be up by the time you're listening to this whoa if i'm in
1: that's service if i'm in
2: one of those uh okay or not okay moods <laughs> so it might be somewhere in the middle but it should be up and you can find that at patreon.com slash ghost yeah
1: it'll be fun it's gonna be very spooky I'll just say that.
2: Thank you to all the patrons. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. And who we got? We got Chris Witt. We got Mm -hmm. Brandon Gaddis. We got Jeanette Link. That's right. We got Ben Forsyth. That's right. We got Lauren Pasek.
1: That's right.
2: And we're also working on some merch, Merch? I guess. Yeah, we've been kind of delineating. I don't know if that's a word, uh, if I'm using it correctly. If the
1: pin just isn't enough. Maybe some merch is for you.
2: If you have any ideas for t-shirt designs. Yeah. not We don't want to do like logos or anything like that. We want to... We're actually looking at like almost like a mock-up of a death metal shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds cool. As hell,
2: but if you have any ideas or any samples of ones that you like, mm-hmm. maybe you're a little more experienced in yeah, the podcast merch. Totally, scene, we let want us know. to
1: free advice from you. Um, or yeah, look, what is the coolest piece of merch that you have ever seen or acquired? Let We're us know. So do better, so we could steal that idea,
2: <laughs> and we could do we could do better. Also, as a joke, uh, we set up an OnlyFans, which is free. It doesn't like the Patreon actually has stuff on it. Uh The OnlyFans is dumb, but it's also Ghost Town Pod. Yes, it's free and it's stupid, and it's not. It's not sexual.
1: It's not going to be sexual unless unless who knows what kind of dark place I'm gonna be in? Yeah, because maybe who know who wants to see a middle aged woman's body. (laughs) Listen,
2: uh, listen, I've been on the internet. A lot of people do.
1: All right. Well, great. (laughs) But also
2: middle age is 24. Oh, uh, boy. Who
1: wants to see a dead woman's body? (laughs) That's 30. (laughs) Who wants to see the angel of death's body? Uh, That's about 36. Okay. okay, 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 (laughs) okay, okay, okay. We're going to go. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good age. No, that'll be fun. I mean, we're going to put some stuff up. Check Do you want to waste more time? It? Do you want to waste more time? I would. I don't know. Or we can just get back to some murder theories. Let's do that. Okay, so there's a lot of theories as to why the Angel Maker wives got eventually found out after, again, many, many years of just killing people left and right, back and forth, close and strangers. Because a
2: lot of people were dying, I'm assuming, with having the same symptoms yes. and the same death. I mean, I'm sure there was...
1: Literally different reactions exact yeah like sure like maybe like someone gets affected a little bit more than someone else or whatever but like arsenic poisoning is pretty straightforward it's like you eat something and you die almost immediately like not immediately immediately but like give yourself a 15 minute delay 20 minute delay
2: and i'm sure back in 19 you know with the post world war 1
1: yeah,
2: yeah people were you know dying for various things I don't know what you know the climate was in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Which I I've been to Hungary in the nineties. Oh, so, so cool. Yeah. Nobody tried to poison me, I guess. Um, no? Or or nobody like thought I was a prisoner of war and tried to no one tried have to have sex with you
1: or poison you? Not, what did neither. you even do on this it, trip? It's
2: like they didn't even know I existed. Ugh. Which is
1: pretty standard. That's awful. I hate that for you. But I'm
2: imagining that there is was – untimely deaths were not completely uncommon.
1: Yes. I just think that like it's like mostly they were husbands of people, mostly like dickish husbands of young wives, and then other people related to those young wives. So it was a very, but then this power of the circle of people involved, like everyone was keeping each other secret. So there was actually like a very large support system around these murdering women helmed by, you know, this midwife, Physakas, Julia Physakas. Not her real name, her husband's name womanized and yeah
2: he not even he's not even in the picture so he's not he
1: was never in the picture we don't even really know if he exists in fact a lot of the stuff a lot of my research found you know there's these stories and again we're, we're not even sure how they got caught so these are all theoretical um with probably the the real answer being somewhere in the middle so the first way that perhaps they were found out was that this woman named Mrs. Sasbo, one of the angel maker wives was caught by two people who somehow managed to survive her poisoning. She then pointed to her accomplice, a certain Mrs. Bukinovsky in order to reduce her own sentence. And that woman led her to Julia Fazekas. So once the circle breaks down, it really breaks down. It's also interesting too, because this kind of insinuates that they were just giving people arsenic. Like, I don't know. Does this going to work? Is this going to kill you or not? Not? Uh, I don't know. sorry. The second possibility is that there was a lull in the poisonings in 1929 after a medical student actually bothered to conduct an autopsy on a body that was washed up on the side of the riverbank. This event inspired officials to exhume two other bodies in the Najairav cemetery and finding poison arrested suspects. Uh, so this medical student discovered traces of arsenic. The bodies. There were traces of arsenic in them. The police started finally investigating. Also, again, showing that these women pretty blindly believed that you just couldn't trace it. Like they were kind of being fed this thing and got overconfident with all these killings when obviously it could be traced. The third is that someone sent an anonymous letter to the editor of the local newspaper. The murders were revealed in detail to the general public, and the authorities were pressed to investigate. I don't find I don't think this is probably the most realistic one because. You know, if it's already, like, a murder town, like, murder town USA, I don't think, like, a piece in a local shitty tiny village paper is going to change that. There's another Mrs. Sosbo theory um, that she got caught poisoning a man's wine. And a person who was close to the man who was poisoned witnessed, witnessed it and then complained of the same thing. So under questioning, this woman implicated a friend – who admitted that she poisoned her mother, she also outed everybody all in one thing. Um, So then this, all of this, like whatever theory is right, Julia Fazekas was brought in for questioning and denied it, denied it, denied it, said that they could prove none of it. However, the authorities set a trap. They let her go after she was questioned. And she went from house to house of each of her clients, warning them each that the whole thing was over, so the police was just led to every woman who was involved, just systematically to just arrest them, which is a very like, la- I mean, all of it kind of reeks of simplicity in a way where it's like, of course, it's, you're going to get caught, but it's just too good. Like after all of this, after all this, you know, completely, you know,
2: I mean, they got away with murder in a big way. They Got
1: away with a. Big-time murder.
2: Well, I mean, they got away with it up until, I guess, that point.
1: Yeah. So whatever happened brought swift justice after the angel makers were found out. The authorities ordered every married man who died since 1911 to be exhumed and examined from the cemetery. (laughs) So at this point, you're digging up bodies in the cemetery. The women are freaking out. We don't know what's happening. There's arsenic in the air. What
2: about the hot POWs? They're just like... Uh, they're just being hot. Yeah. They'll never
1: stop being hot. You know, I don't know if they're back home, if they're here. Who knows? Who would stay in this town? I have no idea. So 34 women and one man were arrested. Out of the 35 people detained, 26 women, including Julia Fazekas, were brought to trial. Eight of them received the death penalty, while 12 were sentenced to prison. One account says that Fazekas was one of the people hanged. Another describes her suicide by poisoning in her own home, surrounded by pots of boiled flypaper. Mm, Death by her own weapon. In fact, a suicide pact was rumored with the angel makers in case something like this happened. It didn't go down that way. But again, it's like the mythology of this ring being so strong and then it breaking down so quickly and so idiotically is interesting to me. Authorities, (laughs) men, I would say, in power, considered why this happened. And they could not for the life of them, <laughs> they couldn't for the life of them figure out why women would do this. So there's their explanation was that madness was brought on by rampant promiscuity. Um And that's it. The women just went insane because they were so horny and depraved while their husbands were at war. So again, a, a simple idiotic answer to a bunch of pretty Idiotic murders back around World War One. Arsenic, yeah. don't use it. Yeah, don't gonna, kill people. How about just don't kill people?
2: I'm gonna just hold on. I'm gonna have a bite of this muffin Rebecca made me. <laughs>
1: have <laughs> the muffin. Oh! Eat the muffin. Sing to me. <laughs>